cow, you could say that 10,000 times and it still wouldn't be enough. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. Shake it back! <laughs> Does that feel good? Yeah, it rhymes. Woo. They're both verbs. Awesome. Hey everybody, it's Darren Armani from FantasyMojo.com. Coming at you from a cold and rainy Pennsylvania on this Memorial Day holiday weekend. Quite a few things happening since uh, we dropped the last podcast over at the site and at the FFPC as well. So we just want to bring you up to speed on some of the things happening and some of the things happening later on in the summer. Just give you a little bit of a heads up. So we got the pros versus Joes coming up. We've got football guys players championship drafts happening. We've got the FFPC best ball tournament going on. We got live events coming up later in the summer. We got the Kings Classic out in Canton, Ohio. And of course the main event activities over in uh, Las Vegas for the FFPC. So I guess we'll just talk right now about the Pros versus Joe's Draft Challenge, which, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know what it is, but for the few people that don't, it's basically a expert league that pits the pros, as we call them, from the fantasy industry, you know, made up of your favorite analysts and podcasters and, and whatnot, and we pit them against the Joe's of the FFPC, who are, of course, the high-stakes players that... Uh, you know, are drafting all season long in a variety of formats, best ball, redraft, dynasty, and whatnot. So these drafts, there's six leagues that are live, another one that's a slow league, and they're going to happen mid-July, and we're going to pit six pros versus six Joes in each of these leagues. Now, the leagues are in the slim best ball format. So there's no kickers or defenses. It's just 18 rounds, best ball style, that will be broadcast live on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. So over the course of two weeks, we'll do Saturday, no, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, week one, and Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, week two, uh, in the evenings at staggered times. And we'll get everybody in the draft rooms on the FFPC platform. And they're going to go head-to-head. And uh, the interesting thing is that the draft slots are going to be staggered within a league. So you're going to have, you know, a pro in slot one, a Joe in slot two, then, you know, a pro in, in slot three, and then a Joe. So you're side to side with, with guys from technically what you consider the other side. Opportunity to become a Joe in these is based upon being selected in a lottery. And the lottery pool comes from the early bird main event entries for the FFPC main event. And the early bird special is slated to end on May 31st. So you have through May 31st to, you know, put down your FFPC main event deposit. And for every main event team you enter, you'll get 
you know, one virtual ping pong ball in the lottery to be selected as a Joe. So we're going to have seven leagues. There's going to be 42 Joes selected. Probably they'll be contacted, you know, within a week or so after that early bird deadline. And then I'll reach out to everybody. And then I start to assemble the leagues. You know, I'll contact you and ask, you know, what what night is best for you? Give me a couple dates. And then I assemble the leagues. Draft slots are put together. Leagues are assembled. And uh, the notifications of what division you're in, who you're drafting with, what your draft slot is, that usually goes out 4th of July weekend. Of course, once the divisions are assembled, the infamous Javier from Terra Hot will post his odds to win. So every person who's in one of these leagues is going to get handicapped as to what their probability is for taking down the division title for each of these leagues. Now, if you win your league, you get a free entry into the 2022 FFPC main event, which is, of course, a $1,900 value. So this is a significant prize you know, to win your league. Hence, this is a highly sought-after competition to participate in. And, of course, the overall champion who has the highest score across all seven leagues is technically the, the king of kings, the overall pros versus Joe's champ for 2021. And if you go over to the site of fantasymojo.com, we have a complete history of the competition, you know, the, the yearly uh, league page uh, breakdowns, as well as overall standings for every person who's ever competed in the Pros vs. Joe's competition. You can see exactly where they placed every year over the course of the year. And we have a custom ranking system which awards, you know, points per division wins or points scored during the year. And there's there's a, a historical leaderboard of the, the best players are um, in the competition. And right now, Sigmund Bloom sits atop at number one. And Sigmund has never actually taken the, the overall title of being the highest point scorer across all the leagues. But in his 11 years of competition, he has won his division three times. And he is the only person to have done that. So he has the most quality points, if you will, that put him as the number one all-time pros versus Joes participant. So uh, you have a few days left. If if you want to try and get in on this as a Joe, get your early bird uh, main event entries. And you only have to put down a $200 deposit right now. So even though the the team, the the price for the main event teams right now with the early bird is $1,800 for your first team, and then I believe there's an additional discounts, so $1,500 for every additional team that you want to get in on uh, after your first team. So, uh, But you only have to put down a, a $200 deposit on each of these teams. So you don't have to come up with the, you know, the, the, the $1,800 or, you know, if you're doing multiples, the thousands of dollars. You just have to put down $200 um, for each team. So I would advise you to go and do that because inevitably what happens is, you know, once the drafts start going off, on Twitter, people are like, well, how do I get in on this? Well, you have to get in on this literally six weeks before it happens. So the, the time to jump in is now. So that's what's going on with the pros versus Joes. And, of course, the theme this year is uh, Talladega Nights uh, with, with Ricky Bobby. Um, the concept being if, if, if you ain't first, you're last because only one person in each league is rewarded with any kind of a prize. So there's... No sense in being conservative or, you know, playing it safe with your picks. You got to you got to come up with a strategy to um, take down 
you know your league and, and give your best shot. There's no no shame in coming in last in these. Everybody who participates is is highly respected. So um, you know you got people to doing risky things to to try and and take this league down. Especially since you're drafting in July, there's a bit of a luck element as well because players are going to get hurt and there's going to be some attrition. Um, you know, roles within teams are going to change and you know things will happen. It, like last year. Uh, it was interesting over the course of the two weeks of drafting the first between the first and the second week was when Damian Williams from Kansas City opted out uh, because of COVID. And so CEH, who had been going in the uh, the third round in the first week of drafts, actually ended up going, you know, number one in some of the leagues in, in, in the second draft. So. You know, we thought that the guys who drafted earlier that first week had an advantage, but uh, as it turns out, the CEH kind of fizzled um, for the year, so nobody benefited by having him on his team. But you got to take your shots and, uh, you know, try and take down that league title and, and win the prize. Now, as far as ongoing drafts, what's going on right now is uh, the Football Guys Players Championship is going uh, pretty hot and heavy right now. And I'm recording this on Saturday morning. So last night there was actually four live Football Guys drafts that went off. Uh, pretty interesting. You know, everybody's favorite Kyle Pitts is continuing to move up the draft boards. He went at 202 and 203 in last night's drafts. And, and I've been of the opinion that he will eventually, you know, make it to the first round. Just by the very nature of, even if his ADP is you know, early third or, or late second, you know, if, if you're drafting in the 11th or 12th slot, if you don't take them, you know, in the first or second round there, if you really want to have Kyle Pitts, if you don't take him late first round or early second round, he's not going to make it back to you in the third round, most likely. So I think just the, the FOMO of not having him, if you're of that mindset, drafting at the 11th or 12th spot is going to catapult him into... Uh, the first round. And I suspect because of the, the popular maneuver of going tight end, tight end to start these drafts and, and the proven success rate of doing it. Um, if you followed our tweet uh, earlier in the week, you know, somebody who started their draft tight end, tight end had a, a 33% chance of making it to the championship round, which means you either came in first or second in your individual league. Or had some one of the the outlier, you know, the highest points across all leagues that that didn't come in first or second. Uh, so that's in 2020, and and so that your average probability of of making the championship round from a football guys league is 20%. But the guys who went tight end, tight end overall made the championship round. You know, one out of every one out of three instead of one out of five teams um, did that on average. So that's that's pretty eye opening. Of course, it's a bit of a risky strategy, and if one of your tight ends busts, that's, you know, it's going to be a year-to-year thing, but but last year it was highly successful. So one of the things that I'm seeing in this year's Football Guys drafts is it's very similar to last year, where Christian McCaffrey is dominating the number one overall spot in drafts, and those teams drafting out of one are taking very similar approaches across drafts as to how they start their draft. Now, if you participated last year, 
you probably saw the CMC, Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews start, you know, over and over and over again. And I, I think it ended up being like 20, 20 to 25% of the teams started their drafts that way. And I'm seeing similar patterns in drafts this year. In fact, of the teams drafting out of the, the number one slot, you know, taking CMC, they're taking Justin Jefferson 33% of the time right now. So the compositions are going to be very similar for these CMC teams, it seems, which can be important when you're looking for uniqueness, you know, at the end of the year and within the, the championship round in particular. You, you, you know, some people like to have something that differentiates them. Um, so, but the, those that starting approach is is very uh, it's obvious. So, if you're participating in drafts this year, you've probably seen Jeff, Justin Jefferson getting picked at that two three turn uh, as often as I am. So, that's a a quick observation. Now, if, if you want to, you know, really dive into how teams are approaching roster construction in the 2021 Football Guys Draft. So over at FantasyMojo.com, we've just relaunched our Football Guys Players Championship Stack Explorer, which lets you select you know combinations of players and see how many teams across the tournament have that combination of players. Now, most times people are looking for you know stacks of players on the same team, so they might be looking for Dobbins, Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews for instance, or, you know, any combination it doesn't have to be from the same team. It can be, um, like I said, you know, I, I went and looked at CMC, Justin Jefferson combinations to see how many times people were picking him. And, and Calvin Ridley is, is also going uh, very frequently at the 2-3 turn um, for Team 1 as well. So those drafts are running. And if you're going to, you know, get a bunch of teams in the football guys tournament. I usually recommend to kind of space out your teams over the course of the drafting season. So you kind of, you know, hit the, the variances in player value across the preseason, because there's going to be things that happen that, that shift the landscape of player value. So you probably don't want to have, you know, all your eggs in, a, in one basket from, you know, drafts that were in May or, you know, just drafts that were in late September. You kind of want to spread it out and, and you know, sample the, the player values across time. And it, honestly, and it doesn't matter where or when you draft um, in terms of what your success can be in the competition because it doesn't matter if you're drafting in May or in August or in, in September. Two to three teams are going to make that championship round out of every league. So it's it's an equal opportunity to make it to the championship round based upon every league that you're in. It doesn't matter, you know, what time of, of, of the season you did that. Now, once you get in the championship round, then that's where you, you may see some advantages to having certain players on your team in, in unique combinations. So, for instance, right out of the gate on May the 2nd when these drafts kicked off, somebody was able to snag a Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, Najee Harris combination which since then you know the the ADP has risen significantly on Najee Harris and uh, especially Joe Mixon seems to be getting a lot of hype though I'm not a Joe Mixon guy in particular but where he's going now I, I may not 
get any shares um, of him. But at this point, I don't know that anybody's going to end up with you know CMC, Mixon, Najee Harris the, the rest of the way out. So that individual who was able to secure that combination, you know, that that could pay off um, if, if those guys you know hold up and really uh, perform to the level that some of the people um, think they will. And, and you know, I remember a few years back when. I think it was 2018 or was it 2019? And it was the year that Todd Gurley basically went bananas and and ended up winning, um, you know, titles for anybody who had him. And there were teams that were able to get Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell, which sounds disgusting right now. But just a few years ago, that was like an insane combination to have, uh, you know, in the championship round and, and won you know, titles uh, for some of those individuals that uh, that had them in uh, in that year. So it's interesting, and there's all different angles to how you want to approach um, that particular tournament. And, uh, yeah, there's pretty much one or two live drafts going off every night. And they have slow drafts as well. Right now I'm in a, a slow draft for, for football guys, so it depends on, you know, what works best for your schedule. Not everybody is available to draft uh, in a live draft every night. Now, another tournament that they're running for the first time this year is the FFPC Best Ball Tournament. And these are $125 per entry in this Best Ball Tournament. And the top prize is $100,000. So that is a, a pretty nice payday. Um, but, you know, they haven't really, you know, pumped the tournament too much. And I don't think it's getting a lot of buzz. So I, I will give you a quick overview of how this this tournament breaks down um it's in the the 18 round best ball slim format so no kickers no defenses you know you draft uh you know and you're you draft a, a team in a, a league of 12 and what will happen is the regular season for um your your best ball team is going to run from weeks one through 13 now what they'll do is Take the top two scorers from every league from weeks one through 13 and then push them all into the the playoff uh, portion of the competition. And from there on out, it's going to be, you know, a single elimination in weeks 14, 15 and 16 until there's 12 teams uh, remaining in week 17. And they'll go head to head in that final you know league of 12 to see who takes the overall title. So once you, um, or once the teams are reduced down to the initial uh, elimination week of, of week 14, what ha- will happen then is, so you'll start week 14, or let's back up a second. So there are going to be a, a total of 4,608 teams in the tournament, which corresponds to 384 leagues. Now, once we the regular season is over and we hit the playoff portion, that that'll get reduced down to 768 teams advanced to that week 14 uh, elimination week. So that's 64 leagues, and then they'll take the top three teams from those 64 leagues and create 16 leagues of 192 teams. And then the next week, after they take the, the top three teams from each of those leagues, it comes down to 48. So it gets reduced each week. So week 14, 
768 teams. Week 15, 192 teams. Week 16, 48 teams. And then week 17 is reduced to just the final 12. So you, so the top three teams from uh, each week in the playoff portion advance to the next three or to the next round. So you you want to you want to make the you want to finish in the top three um, every week of, of that playoff scenario, so you don't get eliminated. And then depending on how you finish, if you make that final week 17 week, is uh, seed one gets a uh, hundred thousand dollars, team two gets twenty five thousand, team three gets twelve thousand five hundred, team four ten thousand. And uh, it goes, you know, if the ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth place teams in that final week all get three thousand um, dollars, so that's for a hundred and twenty-five dollar entry fee. And of course, if it once you make the playoffs, you're guaranteed um, surprises as well, even if you get eliminated. If you lose in that first week of week fourteen, um, every team that's eliminated at that point gets their choice of three hundred dollars cash or a free entry into the 2022 Football Guys Players Championship, which is a $350 value. If you advanced and get eliminated in week 15, then all those teams that get eliminated get $600 cash or two entries into Football Guys Players Championships uh, for 2022. And if you make it to week 16 but are eliminated there, then you get $1,500 cash or one entry into the 2022 FFPC main event or five free entries into the 2022 football guys players championship. So bottom line is if, you know, once you make it into the, you know, the playoff portion of that, the tournament, you're, you're guaranteed of, of some prizes, you know, regardless of what happens from there on out, worst case scenario, you're getting $300 cash. Um, if you get eliminated that first week, but obviously you, you know, you want to advance to week 17 and, and take down the whole thing. So those drafts are, are going off right now. They're mostly slow drafts. Um, there have been a couple live drafts that, that have gone off. And I'll, I'll, I'll expect, um, you know, as, as we move through the preseason here, that the frequency of live drafts in the evenings will pick up significantly. And ultimately, they want to get to the point where, you know, you're drafting these on demand. Um, you know, if they can get uh, 12 teams to fill up in an afternoon, they've, they've got that sit-and-go style setups that uh, you know once it fills up people can draft as soon as the league fills you know strategies on this are going to be interesting because of the the bye weeks obviously with the the first week of elimination being week 14 you, you have to realize that there's some very prominent players who have week 14 buys so you've got Indianapolis Miami New England and Philadelphia, who all have a week 14 bye. And the biggest name of that bunch is obviously going to be Jonathan Taylor, who, you know, is an early uh, or mid-first-round draft pick who you won't have for that uh, first elimination week. So if you do select him with your first overall pick, you probably need to emphasize having some solid alternatives at running back from there on out. And I, I kind of suspected that, you know, people would maybe shy away from Jonathan Taylor. But what I've actually seen is, is I'm not really seeing any biases towards uh, or against these Week 14 players at all so far. In, fa- in fact, I saw Jonathan Taylor go number two, one of the slow drafts that kicked off earlier this week. So either they're not aware of that Week 14 implication or they have some other 
strategy for for dealing with that that absence for the the week 14 buys that they're going to have to deal with once they get into the elimination round. So that's going to be interesting to see how it how it all pans out. And if you take a look at the the, the overall prize pool compared to the the entry fees that come in, and I, I've run the numbers, and you know the rake on this is is pretty decent. Um, it's it's a sliding scale, obviously, because if you take the cash versus taking the you know the credits into the the other contests that they offer as an alternative, what what'll happen is so it looks like if if everybody just took cash across the board, the rake is fifteen percent for the tournament, which is not really bad. I think some of their other contests are up around twenty percent. So, but you know if if then if you go to the other end of the extreme and if everybody took you know uh, the 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 options for the league credits, whether it's into the the main event or the the football guys teams, then the rake is really five percent for this tournament. And obviously, the bulk of the money is going to be going towards the you know that is purely cash for those final twelve teams. So that's a pretty good deal there, I I think. Um, so it's definitely worth a shot if you would, you want to play a tournament, uh, best ball, their first one at the FFPC. Now's your chance. You and let's face it, it's time to get to fantasy football. You know, we've been distracted, gosh, since, you know, around Christmas time with this whole pandemic. And, and people have been chasing NFTs and digital horses. And it got, God forbid you got, got into top shots and, and sat on those. Uh, I was looking at my, my, you know, the portfolio that I, that I have left, and I haven't really touched it. I got packs that I haven't even opened. That's down like 70%. Um <laughs> since the beginning of the year uh you know the, the box of et cards the, the vintage box of et that i bought back in uh march is 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 actually gone up in value so hey man cardboard is king to me um you know the, the digital assets are are a little little shaky right now but hey they could come back who knows but um you know we'll just have to wait and see on that but yeah, we're we're coming out of this pandemic, and it's it's time to get back to uh, you know face to face interaction with people and and doing live drafts this year. Uh, you may not have done any last year because it was you know a bit of a disaster, and you may not have been able to to draft with your your friends or um, you know you did you, a lot of people didn't go out to Vegas last year uh, to do the the high stakes draft and um, you know the the Kings Classic out in Canton, Ohio, and the, the Fantasy Football Expo that they were uh, going to have, you know, that didn't go off. So, and, and we're going to be, let's talk about King's Classic and the Fantasy Football Expo um, real quick. So, this is a, a a live event. It's 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 a weekend of events that happens out in Canton, Ohio, where the NFL Hall of Fame is at. And I've been participating in the drafts of the King's Classic for, this will be my fourth year. Um, yet last year we did it online, um, which, you know, not the same as, as seeing your your industry friends, you know, sitting in that live draft room at the, at the Hall of Fame. It's just not the same thing when we had to do it online. But anyway, so the, I, I think this, there's a lot of pent up demand for live events this year. And it's going to be huge in Canton, uh, for the, the Fantasy Football Expo and King's Classic. This is going to be the weekend of August 14th and 15th. 
I, I drive out there. I arrive on Friday. You know, we meet up with with the other guys, uh, you know, that are participating in, in the Kings Classic leagues. Uh, but I think people are coming over f- from all over the country and, and even the world um, uh, t- to see this because people want to be a part of this. This, this is almost like the the uh, official reopening or the relaunching of, of, of fantasy um, in 2021. You know, right as this pandemic is dying down and things are opening back up, the timing is just perfect for this. As far as the the industry guys who participate in the, the Kings Classic leagues themselves uh, who drafted the Hall of Fame. You've got Andy Barons, Bob Harris, Corey Parson, Dave Richard, Jeff Radcliffe, Mike Clay, Jim Coventry, Curtis Patrick, Bob Long, uh, Pat Doherty, Brad Evans, Gary Davenport, Brian Drake, the Tazi brothers, uh, Mike Tagliere, Doug Orth, Marcus Grant, Chris Prince, it's just there's there's tons of guys, but it, that's just going on at the the Hall of Fame in those drafts. Now the the Fantasy Football Expo is going to be, it's at the hotel. Uh, I think it's the DoubleTree. You should go if you're interested in getting the information on this. Go to thefantasyfootballexpo.com, and they'll list all the events. Now most of that is going to happen on Sunday, and you know they'll be. You know, tons of sites up, uh, you know, with booths and, you know, with their exhibits. And they're going to have, I think they're actually going to have some live drafts going on there. There's going to be mock drafts. There's going to be panel sessions. It's it's going to be a full day of activities. I think it runs from 10 in the morning to 4 p.m. on Sunday. But, that, you know, the, the real action happens sort of between the drafts. There's there's parties that go on. There's, you know, if this is going to be a tremendous networking event. If you want to, you know, if you've been interacting with guys on Twitter, you know, it, it's I, I can't recommend highly enough to to get out to one of these events and see people face to face, you know, and, and you got you got to value the face to face interaction of, of networking with with these guys. You know, it's it's great on Twitter, but there's there's just this intangible bond that gets created when you meet these guys and, and you speak with them. And, it, you know, just there's a camaraderie that 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 is born from from these interactions um so it's really cool i'll recommend to anyone to go out there and it doesn't cost much i think a ticket for the expo is like it's like twenty dollars um and ohio is sort of centrally located so i you know it's going to be like a it's an eight hour drive for me but um you know uh i think people are flying in from chicago uh oregon i heard you know california a lot of those guys are from california um, you know, all over the place. So definitely hit it if you can. So that's sort of the uh, the 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 preseason for main, for for live events. Now the main event is of course opening NFL weekend out in Las Vegas. So you know, obviously everybody knows I draft FFPC. There's a couple other contests that draft draft out there at that time. Uh, FFWC and NFFC also have their events at different hotels. So FFPC set up over at Planning Hollywood. Uh, I think NFFC is set up at the Bellagio, and I'm not sure where FFWC is going to set up shop. Um, but you can go check out their website and get more information on that. So, But like I said, there's going to be pent-up demand. People who've been out there every year religiously did not go last year 
And I, I think the, the fantasy, the high stakes fantasy football community is going to descend on Las Vegas. And, you know, I think we're going to rip that town apart, um, especially because it's opening NFL weekend. The crowds right now are, you know, almost back to normal out in Vegas. So it's uh, it's all systems go for for, you know, all Vegas, all things Vegas um, as we approach the, the NFL season. And, you know, as far as what the live events that they have there, I can speak for the FFPC. So I think the, the first drafts are Thursday morning before the opening NFL game. And then they have this big NFL watch party in the ballroom, uh, which is another great networking opportunity with the players. Uh, and then they have drafts after the game. Uh, I think there's the bare knuckles draft. There might be one main event live draft. I'm not sure. But then the bulk of the drafts will happen on Friday morning and Friday afternoon, Friday evening, and then Saturday they wrap them up. Uh, yeah, so really three three heavy days of drafting out there. Uh, you know, it's, it's really, if you've never done it, it, it's something you should do. Again, it's the same thing. You've been drafting with these guys in the draft rooms, you know, seeing seeing their names on you know in the leagues that you've been playing in. So it, it's it's great to meet these people face to face, and you come to realize there's real people behind these Twitter handles. Um, you know, it's 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 the banter back and forth is one thing, but when you have met this person in real life, you kind of you take the interactions. For, on Twitter, from a little different perspective, um, when you're having them, there's not that. Uh, I see a lot of times there's drama and animosity that can build up. Um, but if you re- meet these people in real life, you, you know, you, you get a different perspective on on what they're saying, and uh, you know, it, it's a little more cordial in many respects when you've actually met these guys face to face. So I, I would highly recommend it. It's a blast, and if you've never been to Vegas before, hey, why not? Um, it's, this is this is going to be a good year to to get out and and see the world again. Instead, we've been stuck behind our computers for for way too long. It's uh, it's it's time to put a stop to this nonsense. So that's pretty much it. Like I said, I just wanted to put a pod out there and, and catch up on some things. And of, you know, of course, fantasymojo.com. If you're doing anything FFPC, uh, it's it's I, in my opinion, it's it's a must-have complement to any other sites that you're using. Um, to help you in the draft. Staying on top of the draft trends of the high stakes players is really going to put you ahead of the curve when you, you know, you sit down and draft maybe in your more casual leagues with with your friends or, you know, uh, your office buddies. And that's another thing that's going to pick back up. I was in a few office leagues last year and, uh, you know, that didn't happen. So hopefully we get those uh, going again. Um, but yeah, it, and I, th- I did a podcast with Todd Burroughs and I, I think he said it best that, you know, it's it's considered the Bible of, of FFPC data, which which I honestly wouldn't disagree with. So um, we, re- we have a virtual site tour on the front page of FantasyMojo.com. If you go there and, and just take a look at that, that basically runs through the top 10 things that we offer the subscribers. And it's a good summary of what you're going to get for what I consider a pretty minimal subscription fee of twenty four ninety five. So go over there, check it out, and uh, make your plans to attend some of these live events. If you're at the Kings Classic or the Fantasy Football Expo or if you go out to Vegas live events, I'll be there. 
and uh, it's a great chance to to see everybody and, and get back into the swing of things. So that's it for now, and I'll talk to you guys next time. It seems as if you either win or crash the car trying to win. Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Uh, you know, I'm just a, just a big, hairy American winning machine. If you ain't first, you're last. You know, you know what I'm talking about? That phrase is trademarked not to be used outside the position of Ricky Bobby Inc.